This is the Epic Brum Podcast, and we're joined by a creative who's been capturing the city's skyline with his unique style of art. In this episode, we're chatting to Alex Edwards, the Birmingham artist who goes by the name of Brumhouse. His work is inspired by modernism, architecture and design and has resulted in some fantastic interpretations of Birmingham's skyline. Alex, welcome to the Epic Brum podcast. Uh, It's nice to talk to you. How are you? I'm good. Hello, Dan. How are you? Yeah, really good, really good. And say, nice to talk to you because at the time of recording, I believe you've just gone on display at the Bull Ring, haven't you? Yeah, well... uh... Part of the um, Birmingham Design Festival, which was in August, uh, I was approached to do a poster, along with a lot of other creatives in Birmingham, and that was uh, exhibited in Custom Factory. Now it's moved into the Bullring, and uh, it's plastered all over the Debenhams end of the Bullring now. So it's quite, quite a great showcase for local artists and creators and illustrators. It's an absolute giant of a creation as well, isn't it? I've seen, I've seen you yeah. sent me a picture of yourself and I think I've seen it on Instagram as well. Have you kind of stood in front of it and it kind of, I mean, I don't know how tall you are, yeah. but it absolutely dwarfs you anyway. So, Well, I'm six foot tall. So yeah, it's huge. <laughs> I wasn't, you don't really appreciate the height of these shop fronts in the ball ring, but it must be 10 foot or something. So I'm very flattered that it's one of the bigger ones. And I think it, it works really well at that size as well the image so it's very the the brief was to be really colorful and it was quite a loose brief about the topic so it's kind of a, a montage of different Birmingham buildings um which is kind of what I do anyway really that's my my theme well yeah I was going to say because you've got a very distinguishable style that people who know your work I think they would recognize it straight away if they saw one of your your pieces but for those who are less familiar do you want to start by kind of telling us about your style and what 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 is the Brumhouse style really um yeah absolutely so Brumhouse the the name Brumhouse first of all I'll talk about that so so I'm influenced by design and graphics and modernist art and Bauhaus was a design school in the um 1920s and 30s so Brumhouse was kind of just a reflection of me doing pictures of Birmingham uh, and just a creative little pun out of the name, really. So Brumhouse was from Bauhaus. And what I actually do is I just create art prints of Birmingham. So predominantly Birmingham. I do a few other places, but um, they are graphic prints, uh, which I sketch and then create digitally and then, you know, I put them as prints. So that's essentially what I do. So it's essentially a mix of, of sketches and graphic design. Yeah. So as part of my process, I'll draw a pencil sketch and then I'll redraw it digitally because I was a graphic designer for 20, 25 years. And I've kind of learned how to use graphic software as a way of drawing. So it's kind of, very straight lines, vectors, if you're not, they are um, the kind of thing an architect would draw with. It's very straight lines and then 
the benefit of doing it like that is means I can output it at different sizes, like, you know, the one at the ballroom we've discussed. It doesn't lose quality, so it's very sharp, and it's like a flexible way of working. So I'll draw it as a sketch, redraw it digitally, and then kind of go back and redraw bits until I'm happy with it. So, so it's fair to say it's quite technical. Yeah, it is really, I, I suppose. Um, I've just kind of worked out how to do it just because I was good at uh, Adobe software, really. And that's kind of why my artwork looks a bit different, I think. The process is, isn't really like anything anybody else would do. I mean, it, it's really, it takes ages. To, so I, if anyone was going to try and copy me, they'd probably, you know, they're probably wasting their time because it would take forever. And they'd, they'd, give, they'd give up part, lose the will probably. probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the benefit for me is that I can do that. You know, I've learned that process. So, you know, if I, if I start off with the sketch and then put it through the usual processes, that's essentially shapes how it looks. Sure. Um, you, you, you talked about the name. I was going to ask you about that, but you've explained it brilliantly already for those who, kind of don't know their art but you you did go under another name didn't you before that was it under yes under type? you did your research there <laughs> i did or well, you, well, you got to yeah <laughs> yeah well i can explain that so i worked for a signage company for 20 years and i was drawing um wayfinding signage and graphics for particular environments and uh, sometimes I'll do a logo uh, with a bit of text and I would doodle as well at lunchtime so I'd kind of have a, another creative outlet where I'd doodle and then because I was good at working with images I could I found out about this website called Redbubble who I still use today actually for some merchandise where you can just upload an image and they put it on all the products for you. It's a good place to start for, you know, somebody you can work with things like Photoshop. You can just upload it and then they, they do all the, the dirty work, if you like. Yeah, like mugs, T-shirts and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, you can put it on T-shirts. It's good quality. You can do prints. So I thought, oh, I'll do that then. So I, I started putting my doodles on there. And they weren't really selling or anything. It's just like a hobby just to see, to learn how to do it really. And then... I came up with the name Ander Type. I think uh, my first name is Alexander, so it's Ander and then Type because I was interested in typography. Then I found out it was Dutch for another type. So I thought, well, that's kind of a nice name, really. Um, and then once I'd figured out how to do that, that kind of gave me the basis because I created another piece of work on a post-it note at lunchtime of um, Birmingham Central Library, if you remember that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Did you ever go in there much? Yeah, well, and, and, and kind of walk through plenty of times, back through yeah. sort of Paradise Forum to get to, you know, the arena or wherever, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. So were you a lover or a hater? Hmm. <laughs> I was going to come on to this, actually, about, but... Uh, about the sort of uh, the brutalist stuff. So, but uh, I mean, carry on telling us about the. the uh, this is kind of your your sort of change in direction, really, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, yeah. The change in direction was basically because I, well, I was working 
on wayfinding and you know graphics for buildings so i thought well i'll turn my eye to buildings instead of these kind of pointless doodles really that's what they were just you know like blobs and things <laughs> so uh i put a bit more structure into it and i thought well yeah i like, I like this building uh, the company i worked for changed premises and so i was on the commute walking through central library every day looking up and admiring all the big buildings something that i hadn't really looked at since i was a teenager when i used to go into birmingham on the number nine and you know have a look around the rag market and before you knew how to you know before google and everything you just have to wander around and work out what where everything was wouldn't you yeah sure sure so the yeah central library was the kind of catalyst because once i bought a print out of that people who liked the building and wanted to keep it saw it and thought yeah this is great let's celebrate this building but it was already you know on the list of places to be demolished yeah the, the reason i kind of stalled when you said there are you a, a lover or a, or a hater i actually my day job i work in one of the last remaining brutalist buildings the chamber of commerce house just past five uh, yeah. ways yeah and it's amazing that the contention it causes among people there are there are some real connoisseurs who love brutalist architecture and then there are those who are like come on this isn't fit for purpose in the the, the 21st century you know um and in case my my bosses hear this actually I'll, I'll, I'll kind of refrain on saying what i really think but uh i think the architecture is great but you could ask me again in a, a cold day in December when you're uh, trying to keep warm in the office and my answer might be slightly different, but uh, it sounds like you're very much a, a fan of the brutalist uh, architecture. Yeah, brutalist and modernist architecture, that's kind of... And it's all clean lines, and I think um, what where where that kind of architecture falls down is that it's not, it's not always maintained and cleaned, and I think certainly with Central Library, it did, library, it did seem to look a bit tired um interesting fact it was originally supposed to be covered in white marble yes they, i did hear this and they ran out of money yeah um but i mean i do still love that building even though it's a ghost now um and there were some great ideas to keep it what what's there now you know the chamberlain square it's pretty and it's clean and you know, if you moved in there, you'd be nice and warm, Dan. So yeah, I mean the yeah. the, the the one I was see um, sad to see. I don't think it's gone, but um, it's not the operating as as it was. Is the the old Post and Mail building? I think that was a in Colmore Circus. I think that's a, a made in as well. And yeah, as a, as There's a, a few around. As a, yeah, as a, as a, but I mean, obviously they 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 the Post and Mail are long gone from there. But I mean, as a as a um as somebody who trained as a journalist and, and grew up in in the media really um in terms of my, my my career did work experience there too that's a that's a real iconic building so i was kind of very sad when they moved out of there yeah yeah there's there's a few there's um the classic that most brummies love even if you're not a huge fan of brutalism i suppose is signal box just you know the one on new streets yeah, Stage that's. I mean, that's that that's one of your uh, signature pieces, isn't it? The signal box. I noticed. Yeah, it's um, 
it's it's a bit weird looking really it's got this kind of concertina cladding in concrete um and it's one of those buildings a bit i get the same feelings from that when i look at that as i do bt tower you kind of look at it in wonder you don't really quite know how it works what's going on in there um and it you know its function is kind of worn by how it looks there's a weird doorway near the top and there's some funny funny ladders on it it's just a strange building really yeah the, the, the bt tower one comparison's interesting because also it seems like an obvious thing to say but you you always know where you are in the city don't you whereby kind of when you yeah. there's certain points like that that you, you know exactly where you are in the city when you can sort of spot those so yeah it's still birmingham's tallest bit structure i think um i did i did i looked all these up the other day because you've got 103 Cornwall row now and uh, I'm, I, I don't know whether to love that building or not yet because I've got to update a few pictures <laughs> because it's so big, it's not in one or two. So the most recent picture I've done, I've put it in because it, it will be, you know, it is part of the skyline there. Well, I was just going to ask you this, actually, because you must be finding, you, you, certainly over the, the period of, kind of five years since all this redevelopment started and where it's kind of still carrying on, you're going to find yourself having to do quite a few updates, aren't you? Because the the the, the, the Birmingham sort of landscape's forever changing. It is, yeah. I was thinking about this yesterday because I was trying to work out whether it's a good thing or a bad thing because it's it's pushing me to do new work, certainly, and it's it's making me think, well, I'm not really going to get tired of doing Birmingham then, am I? I mean, it's called, I've called it Brumhouse anyway. So if I started doing Newcastle, people would be like, why is it called Brumhouse? <laughs> yeah. But um, I think uh, it's it's a case of just keep keep doing new interesting pictures and then pe- people will associate with all the new buildings and you'll have that. I think that's what people get with my pictures. They look at it and they think, oh, I used to work there or, you know, my dad took me to a shop on that road when I was a kid so you've got nostalgia and you've got pride because people love the city as well yeah I think I think that mix of the old and the new is what's great at the moment I mean you mentioned Centenary Square and when we had Casey Bailey on here he he said his favorite thing about the city is the sort of marriage of the the old and the new and you walk through that area and you've got the the plush new Centenary Square but you've got um the, the museum and the town hall and and that that marriage of old and new i mean it probably does look a bit strange to some people but if you if you can kind of see the the some people will see a real beauty in in that that sort of marriage won't they yeah that's what makes it distinctive because it is varied and you know selfridges when they built that that was a bit marmite you gotta love it now though it's you know it's firmly rooted in you know the skyline Grand Central is like a spaceship that's landed. <laughs> and I, I'm, yeah, I've got plans to do some prints on that as well. You know, I've, I've always got loads of ideas for places because there's not really a shortage. There's, there's different viewpoints of everywhere, really. Yeah, I mean, and in, and in 20 years' time, if you haven't got bored yet, you know, you could be talking about, I don't know, Curzon Street or something like that when that opens and there's there's so much in the in the in the pipeline and you just never know what it's going to look like and how it's going to going to change do you so yeah I, 
I'd love to still be doing it in 20 years. That's the plan. <laughs> you know, if I was just doing the same thing in 20 years, I think I'd be happy. But things things evolve and um, different projects come up. So we'll see where it goes. But I love doing what I do. And I'm really grateful that people think think it's good enough to put in their house and look at every day. Yeah, sure. I mean, what 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 have been your most popular pieces among kind of um, fans and customers, etc.? The the best, well, the 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 biggest seller, I suppose, is the University of Birmingham print because there's that many people that love the uni. It's it's a beautiful campus with all the red brick. You got old Joe, that's from the building, and there's some new bits as well um uh so that's got kind of a lot of love from alumni people that work there buy it as well um not everybody would want a picture of where they work at home would they <laughs> but i think some of them do so yeah that's a popular one i, th- I think I th- if i look back the pictures that really kind of changed things for me there was obviously the central library we talked about that was a big one. And then I think I did a cityscape that was quite popular, Rum Cityscape. And then the biggest one, really, that made me think, oh, I can actually make a living out of this, was from Digworth with Love, which is like an orange and uh, blue colour palette. It's a square print looking from Digworth High Street all the way up towards the city centre. And that view's kind of mostly unchanged still that was about four or five years ago i think um so that one really was a game changer as well have there been any that have taken you by surprise and you've gone wow i didn't expect this this one to be so popular or i didn't know this there was so much love for this part of birmingham that i've sketched i'm not sure i, I think everybody loves the cityscapes and I get requests to do a lot of things like Bourneville and suburbs and things. I've done a few suburbs, but the cityscapes are the ones people love. You know, everybody from Birmingham will have been into town. And, you know, you look at it from different viewpoints, don't you, as well? So I think if I do if I do all the different sides, the, the ways you come into town, you know, that will catch people's eye and they'll love, those, they'll love that particular picture. But... It's pretty spread, really. When I look at what I sell, people like you know, all of them, really. It's, apart from the uni one, it's pretty spread. Okay. I mean, it's interesting. You mentioned the, the suburbs that you've done, because I think you've done Harborne and Mosley and Kings Heath. But, I mean, like you, I'm a Sutton Coalfield resident, and I'm obviously very proud of having Sutton Park on my, my doorstep. Yeah. And you've done the park, haven't you? And that's the, the reason that one's so interesting is because it's, it's it's so different because it's it's not really about buildings as such, is it? Yeah, it was it was a tricky one, really. It took me, if from start to finish, it was over a few months, probably four or five months that I completed that. And yeah, like you say, I'm normally looking at buildings and straight lines. Um, this one was a completely shift, a complete shift because it's all trees and pathways, and you know medieval what do they call it ancient woodland so it was it was quite tricky but it ended up being quite a complex picture best kind of viewed big really uh but it, it works well and 
that again that's that's been a popular one that came out last year but it's a, it is a jewel in the crown though isn't it Sutton Park really of, of Birmingham and Sutton Coalfield so I'm not surprised it yeah. was popular really yeah it's yeah I'm just in Boldmere so I'm by Boldmere Gate and it's especially during lockdown it was just and you know covid times when you couldn't really go many places it was a joy really to have it have it there so yeah i'd i'd i'd, I'd second that absolutely a massive kind of release a massive savior for for a lot of us really but uh, we've been we talk time and time again with with different people about how strong birmingham's creative scene is is right now and that covers a lot of different areas of of creativity but it feels like art and design in particular are, are really smashing it at the moment aren't they that particular sector yeah. and I mean I know you mentioned the guys at the, the design festival before and what they've done and the platform they've given everybody yeah yeah that that was a real eye-opener because you've got um you've got an abundance of talent really more than you more than you think it's 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 amazing it's not just art either it's film and theater and you, you know food music it's it's a lot of things, but with with art, there's no two kind of artists the same as well. It's very varied, diverse work that everyone's doing. If I'm at a mark an art market and I'm next to another person selling pictures, you know, it's fine because people like the you know one thing and the other. So there's a bit for everyone, really. Yeah, and that the design fest has has really captured the imagination, hasn't it? We know Dan and Luke uh, quite well, and from where they started it a few years ago, it's become this real great showcase. It's also bringing people in as well, isn't it, to look at Birmingham artists from the outside? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, like you said, it's 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 bringing people in and it's showing off what we can do. Really, you know, we uh, we need podcasts and you know central news and things like that and people like you just to shout out about these things really because it's all there it's just needs a spotlight on it and then everyone will see it get everyone to come and have a look you know of what's going on here because there's so much going on yeah well we're trying our best to to do just that are there um any of the creatives in the city or artists as such who whose work you're a really big fan of Uh, have you heard of cold war steve I've heard the name. I've seen him on social media. Yeah, yeah. You want to have a look on Twitter because it, it's quite political work. Um, but you know, it's it's very funny. He's done with a bit of humour. You know, a lot of Brummies are known for our humour, aren't we? And um, there's a guy called Tap Vision as well, who's hilarious. He does stuff on Instagram and live performances. He's one to watch. Um, there's there's a lot of artists as well. Uh, this guy called Fokker Wolf. Yeah, but it does, was the the Pat Butcher mural, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So he, he does he does a few things, but the Pat Butcher thing was a fly poster. Um, somebody it was a picture of Pat Butcher from East Tenders that he just popped up. So they're just funny images. Somebody defaced it, and then he put Mike Reed's face over the top. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> it's a nice touch. That was one um, of the strangest things of, of lockdown, just having a wander around Digbeth one day and there was nothing open and that had just randomly appeared. And I was a, I was a bit aggrieved at the time, actually, because I think they, they replaced Tommy Shelby 
they 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 they, they replaced Tommy Shelby with Pat Butcher, and I was thinking, hang on a second, because I was I'm a big Peaky Blinders fan. I was thinking, hang on, what's this all about? But then I sort of the more I thought about it, I was like, that is actually really funny. So, yeah. Um, going back to you, you were talking about your your most popular uh, works and stuff, and and your orders and people wanting to buy pictures of the uni because they're former students or they work there and I think that's something else that's really struck us lately and we've spoken to a lot of people about that there seems to be a real demand for Brum inspired art and merchandise and clothes and it's a bit of a step change in the the, the that kind of pride that people are showing in the city because people want a Yes Bab t-shirt and they want a Brum house front and centre of their office or their home or they want some prints from Provide or yeah, Rotunda Industries or something and that 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 appetite for it just seems to be huge at the moment. Yeah, there's a lot of local pride and I think that's that's what it's reflecting really. You know, like yes bab and all right bab and all these kind of phrases that you see on the merchandise. And you know, people love buying pictures of Birmingham. There's a few other people that do similar things as well to me and different styles so there's a there's a lot out there and you know it's popular because people are have got an idea about loving their city and that's what it's reflecting yeah because that the reason i mentioned it that hasn't always been the case has it it's a bit like i don't know brummies always like to take the mick out of themselves a bit and perhaps don't that, that well they are proud of being from their city and they are proud of their city they haven't always liked to show it off but that has changed in the the ways that we've we've kind of just talked about yeah well it, I'm, I'm 47 now so i remember the old brum <laughs> showing my age but uh it has changed tremendously since then and you might find people with that negative attitude are a bit older and because it's every every 30 years birmingham completely regenerates and turns into something else and what it is now is actually amazing it's a beautiful place good enough to draw obviously and there's that much going on and the the impression of Birmingham to Brummies is that it's brilliant but I suppose the rest of the country's got to catch up with that now a little bit behind yeah I think we're getting there but you're right there's still some way to go but what's next for Brumhouse then? Because you've you've covered a hell of a lot of Birmingham and the surrounding areas, and there's still plenty more to do as it as it develops. And you've done a few other bits around the West Midlands, and I think you've you started. And there's one one piece of London inspired work in there too, isn't there? So what's the the plan? Is it to to to, to branch out and start doing a few bits in other other places, or are you very much focused on Brum at the moment, or have you you got some? other things in mind or I'm, I'm pretty focused on Brum right now I've, I've got about as I sit here in my little office I've got about 100 post-it notes <laughs> stuck around the room um, and when I when I decide on a picture I'll do it kind of last minute I've got I've got ideas in my head and I'll think about them on and off over the weeks um, based on what sketches I've done and then when I, when I actually feel like I want to do another picture when I'm ready, I'll just kind of launch myself into it. So it, it, at the moment, the ones in my head, 
maybe one of the Mac at Canary Hill Park, because I'm going to be back there at markets and things like that. Uh, Grand Central is definitely one I'm going to do. I was thinking of maybe doing a triptych of three pictures of that. And also, it may not be a massive seller. Have you ever heard of a Birmingham roller? I haven't. I should have done, to my shame. Well, you can Google it after, but it's basically a particular breed of pigeon. (laughs) Bear with me. It's a a particular breed of pigeon called the Birmingham roller. It flies to a very high height, and then it passes out and falls, and it does this kind of rolling, tumbling action. Then it regains consciousness. And this is a, you know, a Brummie referenced um, bird. So I've, I've done a little sketch of that. So that might be like a little free postcard or a mini print that I bring out. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. You, you learn something uh, every day. The yeah. Birmingham Roller. I'm going to check that out when, well, as soon as we finish recording this. That's a, a great little uh, little fact. And you, I believe you're, you're in a book that's soon to be published as well. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Birmingham Art Book. Um, I was asked if I wanted to contribute towards um, a book which is uh, celebrating places in Birmingham, celebrating Birmingham. So there's, uh, it's like a coffee table book. There's 58 artists altogether who've contributed towards it. And I'm one of those people, luckily. They, I made the, made the cut and uh, that should be coming out next, early next year. Well, thanks very much for, for for taking the time out to to do this. As we talked about before we started, it, it is the time of recording. We are right in the run up to, to Christmas, and for somebody who, who anybody who sells anything really, it's a, a really busy period. So I know you've got a lot going on. But we just wanted to, to finish off by asking how we finish with all our guests. Really, what makes Birmingham epic? Uh, Birmingham is thriving at the moment and it excels at everything and that could be food art theater design dance photography and we're a city of makers and creators and we do this all with a friendly smile and it's just a great place to live and the people are the best and they're funny and the skyline is fantastic what a fantastic answer to to finish on Alex, thank you very much. It's been great to chat to you and uh, we look forward to seeing some more of your work coming up very soon. Thank you so much and thank you for having me on. It's been an honour. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Epic Brom podcast. You can find more episodes on all the major podcast apps such as Apple and Spotify. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Epic Brum HQ. Oh, <laughs>